Hello, this is Reverend Mary Ellen Swartz. I'm an ordained unity minister. And I want to bring to you today a story and then a story within a story that I have found really to be helpful. This uh, is something that happened after the crucifixion. We can call it the journey or the road to Emmaus. Uh, we find this briefly mentioned in the 16th chapter of Mark but a more expanded upon in the 21st or 20, excuse me, 24th chapter of Luke. And it takes place when there are two followers of Jesus walking from Jerusalem to a nearby village. And as I said, this is after the crucifixion and they're discussing the loss of their mentor, their teacher, uh, their friend. And they're, they're concerned. They really had expected that Jesus would come through this happening and, uh, and he would still be with them, still teach them, still, they would still grow uh, and so on. But when that didn't happen, something for them caused a lot of grief and a lot of sense of loss. So we don't really know uh, the, the second person's name, but one of the characters is referred to as Cleopas. And as I say, second, we're not sure uh, who that was. But anyway, as they walked, they talked. And they were talking about what happened with the crucifixion and how they expected that Jesus was going to come through this in a physical way. And when he didn't, they were feeling such loss and such grief. And, and they were having uh, deep, deep doubts about what was going to happen in the future, not only to them, but to the entire message and mission of Jesus. And so as they walked and they talked somewhere along the way, they became aware of another traveler walking along beside them. There could have been many other travelers, but one in particular that just joined them, as it were, in the walk. And this traveler seemed totally unaware of what had happened in Jerusalem earlier. And, of course, they couldn't imagine that there was anybody who didn't know that there was this crucifixion. And yet this traveler uh, just acted totally ignorant. And so... They told him all about Jesus and all about his teachings. And then they spoke about their worries and their doubts. And so this stranger, still unknown to them, began to speak to them about the scriptures. Now this stranger knew the scriptures so well, and they knew the scriptures well. But this stranger reminded them of the type of messiahship that Moses exemplified. And that messiahship, as it were, continued on through the prophets. And so this traveler reminded them that in a sense there was something to be seen beyond their fears, and that there was an aspect of Moses and the prophets that still lived, still lived not only in their consciousness, 
but lived in their hearts and lived in their lives. And they still didn't recognize who this was that was speaking to them. And so when they get to this village um, that Luke referred to as Emmaus, the stranger is going to continue on, but they invite him to stay with them and to break bread with them. And it was only when he broke bread with them that it says their eyes were opened and they recognized him. They understood who it was that had been with them all along. Well then, after the meal, Jesus disappeared again, showed up later to some others. But after their experience, they could hardly wait the next morning to get on the journey back to Jerusalem and tell the other followers of their experience. Actually, as an aside, their experience confirmed what the women said right after the crucifixion. You know, someone has said that it's another case of finally realizing that we're, women really do have some brains and they should be listened to. Well, maybe I said that. I don't know. Anyway, so what this confirmation was uh, for, from these two who had gone on this journey, then returning to the others, it was a confirmation that really was that Jesus, though he was not in the form they were used to, was still present and was still with them and was still accessible and was still teaching. In a sense, there was something within him that was still there, and yet they didn't recognize it. It was like a new creation. It was hard to see in it. So, in a way, that's the way it is in life. So often, whether we're talking about uh, something that has changed drastically, and for us it's hard to see what its reality was, or whether we're talking about um, a, a butterfly or a tadpole or whatever it is that changes and yet is essentially the same. Well, there was something that actually helped the whole of the, the followers. It, it happened the whole of the Christian message to be able to continue. In other words, it didn't stop just because of the crucifixion, but it, it, it became more. It expanded to something more, and yet the essence of what it was remained there. So now let's look at this from what we call a symbolic or metaphysical view. It's so important that we do this so that we really find the essence of what's in that story. Something that goes beyond the physical or the literal story to find something that is deeper within it. And so taking a look at the names within the story is helpful. I particularly like 
Unity's Metaphysical Bible Dictionary for this. There are other books as well, but I particularly like that one. And so when we look at the names, um, Hebrew names, what we find is that the name of a person or a city or a place means something. And that's why it's named that. It isn't just named after somebody else, but it has a purpose. So, Jerusalem means center of peace. Now, in the story, we have the two who are traveling away from Jerusalem. In other words, they are traveling away from their center of peace. How often can we recognize ourselves in this? Many times we're moving away from our center of peace. And our journey, as it were, is about somehow reconnecting to that center, reconnecting to that feeling uh, of loss, moving through that feeling of loss. When we feel disconnected from peace, it's because somehow we have considered some happening as having the ability to take away our peace, take away something that essentially cannot be taken away from us. So they're moving from Jerusalem, from that center of peace, and they're traveling to Emmaus. Now Emmaus, the name, literally means mineral springs or something that springs up. And so metaphysically, we can think of Emmaus as a place in consciousness where truth springs up for us. In some instances, it's said that the distance between Jerusalem and Emmaus is seven miles. If that is true, which it certainly could be, the number seven is very symbolic. Seven represents completion or fulfillment of something. And so the companions are said to be followers of Jesus. As I said, we don't totally know both their names, but they actually represent two aspects of our mind. Our mind that has been forgetful of the truth. And so these two are feeling grief. They're feeling loss. And the reason they're feeling it is because they are forgetful of the truth that Jesus taught them and that actually demonstrated for them. And so the journey takes them or us from one point to another. The distance is not relevant. Uh, the distance isn't about a certain uh, amount of miles or a certain amount of time, as it were. Sometimes people ask me, how long is it going to take for me to have a healing? How long is it going to take for me to do this or 
have that breakthrough. And usually my reply is something to the, the effect that it just takes what it takes. Time is really about process more than it is about a clock or a calendar or about miles. Metaphysically, time is about process, moving from where we are to where we want to be. And so the journey in a sense of this story is about moving from forgetfulness to remembrance. That's really what the journey, what every journey is about. Our journey is about moving from a sense of disconnection to a sense of connection, a sense of what what we what is real and true about us and real and true about Jesus and about the message. And apparently that's what the Emmaus journey is about. It's about a remembrance of our connection with our divine nature, our connection with the Christ. So the journey is about moving into new levels of understanding. And that's the way it is in life. And in this case, it's moving from the belief that death is the reality to the understanding that life is what is real. The story of Emmaus is a journey that tells us there are no endings. There are only a, 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 a series of beginnings. There are just beginnings within beginnings. You know, in our human sense, we label things endings. And that's really where we get in trouble. And that's where the two in this story found that trouble, as it were, bubbled up within them. The fears bubbled up within them. They had labeled the crucifixion, the end of Jesus, the ending of his message, the ending of, of his mission, the ending of what they were about. So let's make this personal. And let's say that an Emmaus journey or an Emmaus moment in our life is a step that we take in remembering our divine connection with life. Emmaus also reminds us that all encounters along our journey of life are really opportunities to recognize the divine. So whether we're talking about people that show up on our journey or circumstances or situations that we all have on the path of life, whatever or whomever we encounter can really be our teacher, our reminder that the divine is within us, the divine is with us and within whatever it is we encounter. And so it's up to us to recognize it. It just briefly reminds me of the story of Jacob in Genesis, where he had this dream and you remember, you may remember when he awakens from the dream, he says, um, surely the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. Perhaps similarly, 
those on that Emmaus journey felt something similar. The Lord was with us. The Lord was in this place, and we knew it not. We didn't recognize it. The Emmaus journey can be a reminder that the Lord, or the principle of life, is in this place, whatever that place is, and wherever we are on the journey of life. Sometimes, when the road seems to be going smoothly, it's easier to recognize that the Lord is in this place, or the Christ presence is within us and around us, and and the divine is within others, and the divine is there even when there are changes going on. And a feeling that we can deal with this because uh, we know that the reality is the divine is within us. But there are other times when it doesn't feel as if the journey is so smooth because we get focused on that sense of loss and grief. And every change that comes along is really an end of what we have known. Our error is in thinking that it's the end of our good. And when we feel that, then the road seems confusing. And it feels like there are huge potholes that we could actually lose ourselves in. You see, when we don't acknowledge the presence, when we're not aware of the presence within us, we feel the loss as the end. We feel the change as the end of our good. The reminder, for me anyway, is when I'm focusing on the past, or what was, and I'm trying to guess what's going to be around the corner, I'm going to miss my connection with the presence in the present moment. I'm going to forget the presence is, that is not only within me and walking within me, and surrounding me and enfolding me in my experience, I'm going to miss the moment. See, we're all on our journey, our Emmaus-type journey, where we're ready to break bread with the Christ in us, or breaking bread meaning we're, we're ready to commune with or experience a communion with the Christ within. And when we are in communion with the Christ, then our eyes are opened. And we begin to recognize that it's not death, but life that's a reality. It's not the change that's a reality. It's not the loss that's a reality, but it's life. It's never-ending life that is the reality. And so when or where is Emmaus? One of my teachers said, Emmaus never happened, but Emmaus is always happening. And what she meant, I believe, 
is in solving this spiritual riddle, we come to understand that the Emmaus experience is not a moment in time or a date on a calendar or a, a, or a distance, but it is a moment in consciousness where we are recognizing that we are in the presence of the presence and that that recognition is enough for right now. That recognition is enough. That is enough for us to know regardless of what is going on. And so what does Emmaus mean for us? As I bring this to a close, I want to suggest that wherever you find yourself today or this week, and regardless of what is ahead of you, whether you have a clue of what it might be or not, to remember you are not walking alone. Remember that walking with you and walking within you and surrounding you is all the power of the ever-living, ever-loving Christ. And when you remember that, you will know that you can meet anything and meet it joyfully because you have found your peace again. We are all on our journey, but we are not on that journey alone. We are not alone. We are all one. We are one with the Christ. The Christ is one with us. We are one with the peace within. The peace is one with us. So God bless you. God bless each of us. Remember, all is well. In truth, all is well. Life is the reality. You are not alone. Life is what is real. Blessings to you. Bye for now.